Just Go With It is a podcast hosted by two millennials who swear. And also, it's about horror films, so listener discretion is advised. We will put specific content warnings in the show notes. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said squeakle. <laughs> Just felt good. Is that like the rescuers down under the squeakle? Or no, is that chipmunks. The chipmunks. The chipmunks. <laughs> Alvin and the chipmunks. The squeakle. <laughs> they nailed it with that. They I don't did. even need to see the movie. That's no. art. Never see the movie. It's my favorite movie ever. Yes, I was like done. It's <laughs> in my top ten. It doesn't have Boss Baby vibes, but you can't. It doesn't really have ask Boss that. Baby vibes, but that's like I've never seen Boss Baby either. But <laughs> everything has Boss Baby vibes. Yeah. So the scale of one to Boss Baby. Speaking of Boss Baby, this kid gets it done. <laughs> yeah, he does. Murderous child ghost. Oh my god. By the way, we're talking about the changeling. The changeling. I, I just pictured this kid. His voice cracked me up, but I was also scared of him. He was my like, metal, Joshua, <laughs> I'm dead. And I was like, oh, sweet baby boy. <laughs> the will. I was like, this is the creepiest Mad Libs ever. It's just this kid being like, ah, my metal, my, my metal, metal, my metal. And I'm like, stop. Like, Hold on, I have a problem for a different reason. It's like, Joshua, chill, okay? My man. Josh, can I call you Josh? Can I call you Josh? Is that okay? Or, yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. It was good. But that boy, you know I don't like creepy kids. No. Oi. We're talking about the changeling. The changeling. This is Kate's choice. <laughs> yes. This is Kate's pick for scariest. Yeah. Which I did watch last week on accident a little bit. So I was I was ready. I was prepared. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had started and I went, ah, this old chestnut. <laughs> it's like, I remember this. I'm familiar with you. <laughs> so I'm familiar with the first like 30 minutes really mm-hmm. well. Uh-huh. Uh, the rest, well, we'll see. God, even the, I'm looking at the poster right now, and even the poster is like, how'd you die, Joseph? Did you join this house? Why do you remain? And I'm like, hey, girl, give him a moment to breathe. I am so ready to record that reel anytime I you are. I can't wait. <laughs> they just go for it. They're just like, I have so many questions. Yeah. And he's like, I'm a baby. Like, <laughs> you cannot yell at a child I like I just this. learned my numbers. It's like chasing a cat. Yeah. I'm like, bad idea. I but... remember when I had to chase Goose to get their hair done. <laughs> she swallowed it. <laughs> Poor goose. <laughs> that was the hardest God. time I ever had catching her. What? She swallowed a piece of hair, but there was a hair, hair tie. tie attached to it. Yeah, there was a hair tie and like a big long hair on it. And she swallowed the hair. And so the hair tie was hanging out of her mouth. Stopped the hair. <laughs> and she was just booking it around the house. And Kate was like, no. I chased her upstairs twice. <laughs> we did the upstairs I finally, downstairs. We had to do the like, yeah. I'll, I'll get her, I'll corner her. like a lunch. She was just like, no. <laughs> Poor thing. Oh boy, that was a time. She's haunted by it. Much like the changeling. Much like the changeling. All right. All right. I got some notes. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry. I just got to a page of notes and I went, I didn't write that. Because <laughs> my girlfriend made a bunch of notes. Pokemon fucking nerd. I remember that. <laughs> it was roasted. Absolutely editing. roasted. <laughs> Hope she listens to this. <laughs> she doesn't listen. Because <laughs> she knows we'll spoil it. <laughs> she doesn't want the movies to be spoiled. <laughs> She's going to be here when we edit. I know. I'm so sorry. I do love you. I'm so sorry. Okay, so (laughs) we're doing the changeling. 
Uh, I have a few notes. Okay. Just a few little, little fun ones. Apparently I wrote it. <laughs> Apparently I wrote it with the world's just lightest and most dying pen. Because I'm like, is there anything there? And also instead of 1980, I wrote Made in 198. It's an old film. <laughs> it's very it's old. classic. It was made in 1980. 1980, In yes. Canada. Canada. So it's a supernatural psychological horror, a.k.a. it's a ghost murder mystery. Yes. That's what it is. Yes. And I don't think there's enough of those, personally. I also agree with you. <laughs> I liked it. I was like, ghost solving its own murder? Hell yeah. Well, not solving. It knows. Mm. But like, you know. Oh, it's good stuff. Okay. Oh, there's one name I forgot to look up, and maybe you can help me. We'll get okay. there. We'll see. Oh, God. Okay. So uh, it was directed by Peter Medak. Mm-hmm. Uh, also made negatives, the ruling class, the craze, and let him have it. Okay. None that I know, but Mm-mm. seems great. I don't know. I I don't know this man. So the story was by Russell Hunter, uh, writer, playwright, composer. He's best known for writing The Changeling. So I, I don't know if it was like a short story. It didn't say. It literally just said, best known for The Changeling. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but what is that? Like, Yeah. What? I think he wrote the screenplay based on the true story because well, the the screenplay is actually written by two other people. Oh. So it's almost like he... I have a, I have a thing about it, okay. about why he wrote it, I guess. Yeah. Um, and we'll get there. Uh-huh. But he wrote the story, apparently, yeah. and then it was adapted into the screenplay by okay. uh, William Gray and mm-hmm. Diana Maddox. So William Gray also helped write Robocop oh. and the Philadelphia Experiment. Huh. Uh, and uh, Diana Maddox wrote, I think it's the Amateur... Uh, the Peace Killers, but is also known for acting. So she's done like a few acting things. Uh, most, most notable one that I saw was she was in the 1967 TV show Aquaman. <laughs> oh man! Uh, it looks like yeah, she did like various voices yeah. and like just some little bit characters here and there. I think. Yeah. Um, but also wrote like a few other things. But for the most part, had more acting credits than like writing credits. And I was like, yeah, interesting. Um, this is the name I don't know. Cinematography was John. Coquillon? Coquillon? There's no way to know. C-O-Q-U-I-L-L-O-N. Well, okay. Is he Spanish? Because the uh, double L's would be... No. Like, he, yeah. Let me see. He was not Spanish. Because, like, the double L's are different based on which language. No, he's from the Netherlands. Oh, then I have no right? idea. <laughs> Coquil- it's awesome. Coquillon. Coquillon. There's going to be like a V in there somewhere. It's like, it's I the meant understood to look, he's, he's Dutch. I meant to look it up and I was like, I fucking They're forgot. They're like implied letters in there. Right? So I was like, oh, fuck. I, fuck if I now. No. Uh, cinematography was by him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yay, the John. Fella. <laughs> the, in- the fella. Um, also did The Impersonator, The Last, Safari, Curse of the Crimson Altar, The Body Stealers, Wuthering Heights, and a ton more. Wuthering Heights. Yeah, Wuthering Heights. And I think the 70s, I believe potentially i'm not sure um but yeah and like there were so many more but i was like if i write these all down then we'll only talk about john the fella mm-hmm. john um, the <laughs> uh and then the music was by rick wilkins uh he did a lot of work for like tv and like radio programs just there were so many once again but he also directed a musical number for the jackson five <laughs> huh. i was like okay yeah all right <laughs> he did a lot of pop music which i was surprised by huh like yeah, it was interesting. But cool. yeah, I was like, all right, a lot of, lot of different stuff. Um, the budget was $6.6 6 Okay. And then, do you know how much it made? Not a clue. Guess. Give us the old cake uh, guess. It was 
10 million. Wow, it was 12. It was 12 million. Oh, you nailed okay. it. This is the closest I've been in months. That was not bad. <laughs> not bad at all. Yeah, it clearly doubled his money. It did a good job. Nice. So, not doubled, but you know. Yeah, nearly. Nearly. Yeah. So, yeah, hell yeah. I think people liked it quite a bit, especially mm-hmm. in Canada. People were nuts for it in Canada. We need to just uh, have like a Canada series where we talk about all the Canadian Yeah, because this is not the first one we've Ginger done. Ginger Snaps. Ginger Snaps, yeah. where it was like, yo, they loved it in Canada. No, there's another one. Black Christmas? Yes, I think I wasn't that was sure it. about that one, but I know I Ginger remember. Snaps was one. Yeah, uh, that was. There was one that we were like, it. Um, I believe it was, shit. It wasn't the, the, the one with the words. Pontypool. Pontypool. Was it Pontypool? I think <laughs> that one was been, yeah. well known in Canada a yeah. little bit more than here, yeah. but still very good. Yes. It's more, I feel like it's more well known now. I don't know why, but like it's lately definitely picked it's, up like yeah. a following. But it is good. I like that one a lot. So Canada, you got some good movies. All right. And then I only have like a few fun facts. Uh, so the screens, uh, the, the screens, the film screenplay was inspired by mysterious events that allegedly took place. This is the cheese. Is it? It's probably chess, but it's <laughs> cheese. Sorry, I was looking for this earlier. I think it's C H E E S M A N. That's cheese man. That, thank you. I was like, that's cheese man. Yeah. <laughs> so take that for what you. If it means if it's actually said like chess, don't cut, take it up. Then, the then don't spell it with then two Then don't spell it like cheese. Okay. Sorry. Okay. I was looking for that earlier, and I knew it existed. Took place at the Henry Treat Rogers Mansion in Cheeseman Park, Denver, Colorado. Oh. This is playwright Russell Hunter was living there in the 1960s. Uh, after experiencing a series of unexplained phenomena, Hunter said he found a century-old journal in a hidden room detailing the life of a disabled boy, unfortunately, um. who was kept in isolation by his parents. I'm sure he found that. I'm sure he found <laughs> that. Oh, it gets better. Oh, no. During a seance. He claimed the spirit of a deceased boy directed him to another house, so basically the changeling, uh-huh. where he discovered human remains in a gold medallion oh. bearing the dead boy's name. Henry Treat Rogers, a wealthy Denver attorney, was childless, but prior inhabitants of the house remained undocumented. Gasp. And the mansion was demolished during the 1980s. He could have just taken credit for that story, <laughs> right? I was <laughs> like... If so, you made it up, just say so. Right. I'm like, if you made it's, it's creative. Fine. It's fine if it didn't happen and you just yeah. made it up. It's okay. It's okay. I highly doubt that he was like, oh, this actually happened to me. This 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 movie? That happened to me. Like Independence Day? I was there. I was there. So <laughs> this happened to me. I was like, okay, sure. Sure, dude. But I'm not, you know, what am I? Who am I? I've never been to Cheeseman Park. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, no cheese man. But whatever. Um and then that was mostly all I had for notes. Mm-hmm. I will say, um, so the exterior shots of Russell's home were filmed using a facade. So it was in re- erected in front of an existing home in South Vancouver. And then the Haunted Mansion's interior was just a series of interconnected sets at the Panorama Studios. Yes. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. I, I always assume that when there's, like, a big sprawling house that, like, it's usually, like, a set. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's easier to film like that. Yeah. What else did we just talk I was about? about to ask you which one it was where they built a house to have it be in because they needed a specific layout. I Heredi- don't... See, well, hereditary is when they, they had the set... Um, specifically being able to like move, they didn't have walls. Yeah. Okay. okay so okay. that's the one I was thinking of yeah. where I was like, in order to make it look how they wanted, yeah. they had to build it the way they wanted. 
Um, but that we have talked about others where they've built it because the layout just wasn't what they wanted. Was that? I'm looking. We did talk about that. It was like a thing. They um, specifically couldn't find the one that they wanted. So they were like, was it? Colorado Space? Was it uh, Insidious? No. That's been a while. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure, but we've definitely talked about it before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's been a few where like they've built the sets, even though they had the house on the outside, yeah. they were like, the inside's not what I want. So mm-hmm. like, we're going to just figure it out, um, which is cool. Um, and that's pretty much, that's pretty much all I've got for some fun facts, except that it was, it was fun. People loved this. <laughs> like, yeah. This is a nice classic haunted house movie, it which I, I love. I was like, I just, I, I'm a sucker for like classic haunted house. Where's my note? Cause I have a note just, oh man, I'm always horny for an abandoned scene, better days manor with a ghost. It's true. Yeah. Anytime we were watching it and I was like, I would just live here. I don't care that there's a ghost. He could try to scare me away all he wants. He could try to burn the banister and I'd be like, okay, I'm putting it out. I yeah. love it here. Yeah. Sorry. It's like baby boy I ghost. I have a hard time waking up sometimes. 6am alarm yeah. built in. Bruh. I'll solve your murder. Yeah. But I'm staying. Yeah. Oh, beautiful homes, but I'm excited. Oh, fuck. It's fun. <laughs> I love watching the realization on your face every time. <laughs> okay. After a tragedy, mm-hmm. a man moves into a house and a baby ghost solves his own murder. I mean, there Thanks, you go. Charlotte, yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. pretty good. Yeah, that was pretty good. I didn't good. say everything gets bad. No. I got the two most important things. Yes. A man moved into a house after something bad happened. And a baby is, ghost yeah. solved his own yeah. murder. Yeah. I don't see any issues. I don't. No. Especially I mean, not the fact that it was uh, like a, you know, six-year-old child, not a baby. <laughs> baby ghost. Baby ghost. If he didn't want to be called a baby, he didn't have to talk <laughs> on the thing like, yes, <laughs> So that's on him. I know you're dead and I'm sorry, but don't come at me. <laughs> but you have to take responsibility. He's on the microphone going, yes, <laughs> And I'm like, don't baby talk at me. You are seven. He's like, I'm allowed to regress. <laughs> oh my God. One kid dies in the attic and all of a sudden he's just allowed to, to just trick me. No. He's allowed to lie? No. He's just allowed to gaslight me? <laughs> Absolutely not. Am I being gaslighted? <laughs> I can't believe I had a friend one time who just went, have I ever been gaslit? <laughs> and then I was like, probably. I don't know. I don't know your life. Then we were playing a game and your mic was working, but you could not hear us. Oh, yeah. And so like, we we're trying to, like me and someone else are trying to tell Nikki, like, hey, we hear you. And he's like, guys, guys, am I, am I being gaslit? <laughs> I thought you guys were pretending. And I was like, come on. <laughs> I just am I being gaslit? I forgot about that. I can't forget. That's how much trust I have in my friends. But instead of having issues with my microphone, I just assumed I was being gaslit. Fair enough. <laughs> all right. I'm so excited. I don't know what you're going to cover at all. I am going to have a summary first. Oh, fuck. I forgot. I'm sorry. I just, they summed it up so well that I was like, what's the point? And then I did rag on that child for like a full three minutes. So it's fine. I brought up gaslighting like issues. So I was, was gaslighting you. Oh. I was like, we don't do a summary. Actually. I had him. I was like, did I already say No, that? we just don't do it. That's, oh, that's new. Oh. This is, guys, get ready. This is the first time we're ever going to do a summary. Oh my God. <laughs> Someone whose first episode is going to be like, I came in at a good time. I'm getting new stuff. And you're like, yeah, you are. As right. Kate unravels. <laughs> Sorry for the gaslighting. <laughs> Continue. Okay, so Rotten Tomatoes yep. summary. 
Composer John Russell is vacationing with his family when a car accident kills his wife and daughter. Distraught with grief, Ruffle... Russell leaves his home in New York City for a giant secluded house near Seattle. Soon, Russell starts to feel the presence of a ghost, a boy who drowned in a bathtub there. Russell seeks the assistance of Claire Norman, who led him to the house initially, in uncovering the secrets of the boy's death. Well, they're really just giving it all. They are giving, giving you everything. Yeah. And they didn't even call him a baby, so they don't They, they don't watch understand. It. It's like they just didn't get into Joseph's psyche because they called him a boy. in there. Yeah. A boy. Yeah, a baby boy. A baby boy. Ridiculous. Uh, so, you've already said you don't know what I'm going to talk about. Yeah, I have no idea. It's going to be unhinged. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> just <What>? a <laughs> It's going to be fine. I'm, I feel good I'm about it. I'm glad you trust me and you're not nervous at all. <laughs> not at all. It's actually just that it's been a week. And yeah. I came into this expecting that this movie had more attention on it than it did. Yeah. Because, like, this was a huge movie in my house. Right. Like, my dad loves this movie. And I saw it as a kid, saw parts of it as a kid. Right. Scarred emotionally forever. I'm fine. <laughs> but uh, it there just weren't a ton of articles that really piqued my interest. It's weird because I knew the name of this movie mm-hmm. when you suggested it. Oh, yeah, The Changeling. Mm-hmm. And then as I was watching it, I had no idea. I don't know what this is. Yeah. I was like, I knew the name. So clearly I've heard about it, but nothing. Yeah. Weird. I always grew up thinking like, oh, it must be like just as big as The Exorcist. It is right. not. It's a critically acclaimed. It's well known. People do love but- it. It doesn't have the same, they like, just keep it on the hush-hush, yeah. apparently. They're like, oh, I love the changeling. <laughs> it's like, you don't have the secret knock yet. <laughs> you have to learn it. So almost every article I read about this really drove home that this is a classic haunted house film. No one said that it had, like, a super unique take Mm-mm. on the whole haunted houses thing themselves, but the way that the scenes and scares were crafted with sound design and the whole, like, nothing is scary mm-hmm. approach really did a lot of the work. So the plot itself didn't have to be the most original thing since, like, sliced bread or whatever. Yeah. So I wanted to save our discussions on, like, camera movement and sound, the actual horror part. Right. And then just talk about haunted houses. Yeah, haunted houses! Because I love haunted I houses. I love haunted houses. So let's talk about the construction of haunted houses in film. Let's. I'll ask three main questions. Oh, boy. What makes a haunted house? What makes a haunted house film? And why are haunted houses so dang popular? The people want to know. I want to know. Yeah. I'm people. I'm people. People is me. <laughs> Mind your business. <laughs> Hush. Stop attacking me. <laughs> <laughs> so for some reason, I expected there to be like a checklist that already existed. Like, yeah. is your haunted house up to code? No such luck. No. Uh, instead, I combed through a range of haunted house media. Oh. I spent some time looking into a computer game that I definitely want to play at some point. What computer game? It's called Anatomy. Oh, okay. Uh, it's like a 40-minute playtime, and yeah. it has like alternate endings. Spooky, love that. Yeah, and basically you go through a house collecting um, cassette tapes and like playing oh, them, and in every spooky. room it talks about the house like it's a body part, Oh, and you like go room to room, and there aren't like horror elements where right. it's like, ah, oh, I got you, but it's, you're- But it's just spooky. Like, who made the tapes, and what am I learning, and oh. like, so it's very guided. I'm into that. Yeah. I like that. So I, I bought it. Hell yeah. <laughs> it was $3. Oh, woo. So I'm a big spender over here. Rolling in it. Yeah, but going to play it. Right. But I didn't have time to like get deep yeah, into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, But that was on like the list of things that I read. Um, I have to cough. That's okay. Dang. <laughs> I almost don't want her to edit with us now. She's going to be like, are you guys okay? No. I'm like, no. We are not. Absolutely not. <laughs> look at me and tell me I look okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. I'm thriving. <laughs> I 
cried when someone liked my flow chart today. <laughs> We've all been there, I say, as someone who hasn't been there. <laughs> okay. So, uh, gonna play that game. Yeah. And I made kind of like a list, com- like composed of the other list, what I think that a haunted house should be made of. Yeah. So this is not thesis level research. <laughs> I also want to note that when I first started my search, I used the term anatomy of a haunted house. And let me just say, you will get a lot of results that aren't about houses. Oh. And this isn't like a, oh no, I found porno moment. It's just like, I got a lot of anatomy based things where it was like about like eye gore and, uh. Bummer, no porn. You can't be that lucky. I I know. We're not always that lucky. But, um, I had to like be more cautious and like. Right. with my search terms after yeah. that because it's like anatomy of a haunted house no that's not gonna get you what you want you know <laughs> this is go. gonna be someone's last episode <laughs> you know how there's like that rule of whatever there's a porn for everything yes do you oh, think no. do you think there's, <laughs> there's one for the haunting of Hill house where they fuck the house there has to be one it's alive right no. i mean it has like that room of requirement <laughs> vibe to it because like the room. Tech, so, yeah. I picture a girl in like room. fishnets with just a whole house around her, and she's just like bana bana. You mean your Halloween costume? Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna go with sexy haunting of Hill House, but just the house. Sex doll house. Oh my god. <laughs> she oh. opens the shutters and her face is there, and yes, the carpet does match. <laughs> So that, I hope that exists. <laughs> Sorry, you said it, and my head went to a deep place, and I had to, I had to bring it up. I appreciate you. you I see you. <laughs> so much. Can you continue? What makes a haunted house? What does? First and foremost, we need a location. Some people feel like haunted houses have to be standalone buildings that would contain one family. Mm-hmm. So apartments and hotels can be spooky, but they don't necessarily fall into the same category as a haunted house. Mm-hmm. an apartment has like a larger community and a hotel has this changeable nature to it where yeah. it's very transitional people are right. coming in and out like it's not as much about like a solid group of people staying there at any one time right so um i'm not gonna be too picky about the size or state of the location uh but for this list let's say it's a single family dwelling of any size yeah okay so it could be anything from a humble log cabin to like a luxurious mansion yeah and those do have different anxieties and tropes attached to them but right. i don't want to get lost in that sauce yeah. just yet so maybe someday maybe someday so this home must have some sort of strangeness to it this yeah. is like part two mm-hmm. or like list item two yeah uh often it's a new family moving in mm-hmm. but there needs to be a reason that the haunting is noteworthy so it has to be either fresh because they're brand new or because they've done something to invoke a ghost. Right, like a Ouija board or construction or something yep. that like fucks it up. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And in the latter case, usually that's a case of your son has a demon in him now. So anywhere you go, there he is. Right. And not like this house had spirits attached and you could escape it if only you could actually leave this premises. So the house needn't be inherently creepy right off the bat, but there should be a lack of comfort born of familiarity. Right. Because like you are unfamiliar with this in some yeah. way. Next. I think we need a secret room or I'll, I'll compromise untraversed spaces. Yeah. So, a room you're like not supposed to go in. Yes. You know? So maybe it's an attic. Maybe it's a basement. Maybe it's a secret tunnel. 
My personal favorite is when it's something that's actually intentionally hidden. Yeah. But you can definitely also get some good scares in a room where everyone knows is there, but people don't spend quality time in. Like we're not right. having family card night in the attic. Right. Like it's like we know it's there. We know it's there. Still. Yeah, or it's like, like we don't it. go up there because it's all cobwebs all the right. time. Right. It's like it's not haunted. It's just no, dirty. It's gross. Yeah. Until it is haunted. Until it is haunted. Yeah. Every attic is haunted. Well, it's kind of like um, paranormal activity. Yes. Where it's like it's the house is not haunted and then something happens, but then the attic becomes like a scary place yeah. because that's where they see the footsteps. So it's like before it was just like, that's our attic, whatever. Yeah. But then it's like, that's our attic. So. Our attic. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> I had a moment. I had an Anne Twins moment for an addicts. An addict. <laughs> and I was like, no, they just really like capitalized on the attic. They didn't yeah. change the way we culturally feel about addicts because no. we already had some right. qualms. <sighs> okay. Another common element, long hallway. Yeah. There is a lot of fear that can be packed into a long hallway when used correctly. And you may say, it's not about size. It's about how you use it. <laughs> and I agree. But I think there's something to be said about stretching a space slightly past the norm when it's slightly outside. <laughs> so yeah, I'm sorry. It's just funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the size. It's the motion of the hallway. Baby. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> um, I think there's something to be said about stretching a space like slightly past normal limits. Right. When it's like uncanny in some way. Mm-hmm. Uncanny hallway, I guess. Yeah. So you can have something where it's like you don't get a lot of space between turns and so it feels like a maze and it doesn't feel like a real construction or right. it's like, wow, this hallway's long. It has time stopped. Yeah, like is this never ending? Like what's going on? Yeah, and when things are just slightly past, yeah. you have that moment where you're like, am I being gaslit by this hallway? Am I being gaslit? Because you <clears throat> are like wondering if you're just being too sensitive right. or if you're thinking too far into And then it. right when you start to think it, it ends. And you're yeah. like, oh, right, okay. Yeah, and you're good. like, oh, I was being silly. <laughs> I was so silly. Well, what a fool am I? So, hallways. Yeah good long hallways you can also get a damn good chase scene down a long hallway oh hell yeah a prolonged take of someone trying to outrun some evil mm-hmm. it's good uh and then next up stairs oh yeah we love a spooky staircase yeah movies with good stairs in no particular order eyes out of face juan the exorcist hell house llc black christmas the shining wreck i know you did last oh, summer yeah. and hereditary all great stairs also notably the changeling the changeling <laughs> <laughs> that one's got some good stairs oh yeah what do stairs give us well, they can open the door for the best slasher tropes, like mm-hmm. running upstairs to escape danger. But then there are also potentials for symbolism, descent into madness, a forbidden area separate from the rest, etc. Mm-hmm. And I will say, it feels about 50-50 on whether someone will fall down the stairs if there are stairs in a horror right? film. I have done no data collection on this. It just felt right. but <laughs> It absolutely does feel that way, though. Like, they're you. either going to fall or something bad will happen. Yes. Because, like, in, like, uh, what the fuck? A Quiet Place. They show that nail on the stairs so oh, many times. God, and I'm that like, nail. someone's gonna step on it. We all know. We all know. Stairs aren't good. Yeah. You know? And it's like, it's not the same level of like rule of conservation of detail that happens around pools. Right. Because I was gonna like, say, if there's a pool, someone will be in it because, because pools are so expensive to fill. They're like, we're gonna use yeah. it. I was gonna bring that up. I was like, mm-hmm. it's good, like the pool. Yeah. Whereas the stairs, it's just like a missed opportunity if you don't. Yeah. They've done it in, I mean, everyone, every movie I can think of right now, I'm like, yeah, there's stairs in that. I mean, mm-hmm. it, the new one, they walk down the stairs in the basement. You got fucking conjuring with the clap and she gets trapped in the basement. Yep. Stairs are just, yep. Oh, I was beautiful. trying to think of ones that have good long takes on stairs. Yes. Where it's, where it's like, like, you get some sort of tension from the movement on the stairs. Yeah. I'm just like, yes. Oh, love good. stairs. <clears throat> and then, this is where I want to stop and ask, mm-hmm. are there any other physical aspects of a haunted house that you feel should be present? 
I will oh. get into situational aspects, but for the brick and mortar haunted houses, am I forgetting anything? I don't. Oh. I feel like big windows. Ooh, that's a good one. Oddly shaped. Not windows always, too. but just like a, an ominous window. notable windows. You know, I feel like in a haunted house, you always get the like. I can't get out of here. Mm-hmm. And it's so much easier to convey that when they can look outside and be like, I'm so close. Yep. That helps. Yeah. I love that. Um, I feel like not all the time, mm-hmm. but seclusion. I feel like that's always a big part of it. Yeah. Having like not a lot around it. Besides, that was on like lists. trees. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're not like alone in thinking okay. about isolation. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That's, I mean, that's, you got most of it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> This That's came from it. reading several articles. I'm like, what do you think a haunted house needs? <laughs> yeah. They also said floral wallpaper, but I was like, eh, it's just it nice to have, it, I guess. But it's just nice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So mm. now we move on to elements of a haunted house horror film. Yeah. So these are like the situational things that a haunted house needs in right. order to be... Not the house itself. Yeah. Okay. So first and foremost, we need dead people. Duh. What is haunting the house? Dead people. How did I? Guess we'll find out. That's what the house is for. Yeah. I do want to note that sometimes it will be a switcheroo, and there is never a haunting at all. You just thought it was haunted. Oh, that's a good one. I'm going to grip it we... and rip it. Yes. Well, that's for that you guys. That was so gripped and so ripped. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we need dead people. Uh, sometimes it was never haunted at all. You just thought it was. That's a Scooby-Doo gambit. Yeah. I don't know if that's actually a trope. I'm saying it is, though. Right. Tropes are what we make of them. Uh, but in establishing a haunted house, there should be a reasonable cause for people to think that there is a spirit with unfinished business of some sort. Yeah. There has to be a disturbance. And there has to be a reason to think the disturbance is dead people. Yeah. Next up, malfunctioning technology within the home. This can <laughs> yeah. be a boisterous water boiler that offers resonant clanging at 6 a.m. daily, or it can be the taps that turn themselves on and off, or the lights that flicker, or electronics that choose the quietest moments to suddenly activate. Right. Some sort the of toys, technology. Yeah. The toys. Mm. That's a creepy one mm. that I don't like. Whenever it's the monkey with the symbols, that gets me. There's also the classic, uh, it's not like malfunctioning, but it's a teapot that they leave on oh, too long, yeah. so it just whistles and whistles and whistles. Or the popcorn and screams. Yes. Mm. Yeah. It's just like, it's like it's not malfunctioning but they've clearly left it because yeah. something else is bad mm-hmm. you know oh those are oh. good so some sort of technology in the home should malfunction mm-hmm. at some point or Duh. there should be something unnerving right so next up uh this is where we get to something the changeling didn't really have and it's isolation or strandedness as okay. you mentioned yeah so in the shining they're snowed in in 13 ghosts they're locked in uh, in The Conjuring, they're in hella debt, so they can't Oh, God, leave. yeah. In many haunted house films, there needs to be an answer to, why don't they just leave? Right. Because the audience is screaming it. Right. So it's like, why didn't you leave? Because I couldn't. Why couldn't you? Well, look at these locked doors. Right. Uh, we may get into this more later about, mm-hmm. in The Changeling, why I think it works without... I think it works, ...a yeah. sense of, like, absolute isolation, because he is, like, in... Like, he's way out in the country. He's tucked away. Yeah. But he can leave. He can leave. He's We've mobile. Seen, he leaves he a lot. He has a car. Yeah. He has a phone. Mm-hmm. He has people. It's right. not that he is emotionally isolated from all of society. Right. Many he, people come and check on him, like, you know, yeah. like. He has, like, a string quartet come to visit him mm-hmm. at some point. Like, it makes it sound like he's just like, I'm eating my spaghetti. Play, please. <laughs> spaghetti. Mm. Sounds good. <laughs> I was like, what goes with strings? Spaghetti. <laughs> Uh, nature string instrument <laughs> it's not though <laughs> really, I just had to keep rolling that one over in my brain <laughs> oh 
Oh, man. Oy. So in the Changeling, he is physically further from right. a lot of things. But ostensibly, he has the funds to go elsewhere. And he can physically enter and leave the house as he pleases. Yeah. Mentally, maybe not. Nah. But we can get into that more later. But isolation in some way, yeah. like isolation or strandedness, is really common in haunted house films. And then there is typically a common sequence of events for a haunted house movie. You think you're haunted. Check this list to see if you are. So step one, be a skeptic. Rule out the scamps that could be scaring you. Right. Is it the gardener or the caretaker? Maybe they're in there. Turns out, no. Okay. So two, invite a fellow skeptic in to evaluate a potential cause. Check the water heater, please. It's given me a fright. Right. Like, figure out why things are malfunctioning. Yeah. Could genuinely be malfunctioning. Could be. <laughs> Step three, once you've established that it's not someone dusting the eaves or the boiler waking you up, reach out to someone that would have cause to know more about the house than you. The history lady rented you the house. She might know the history right. of the house. Step four. Be told you're imagining things, and you don't look very That's well. That's important. <laughs> yeah. Be told you're unwell. Yeah. <laughs> and it's all in your head. Yes. You can't because skip I'm, step four. Can you imagine if it was just a haunted house movie and the guy went, I'm seeing things. And they went, God, I believe you. And it was like, <laughs> oh, okay. And they okay. were like, Godspeed. <laughs> like, oh, shit. Hold on. Hold on. I guess. Like, at minimum, to me, there has to be at least one person that's like, I yeah. think that's real. Right. Step five is optional. Uh, and only if you're lucky will this happen, but someone spookily tells you the house is most deaf on well before they dip and you can't get solid answers. Because, yeah. Because, like, she says, like, the house doesn't want anyone to live there. Right. And then he's like, but wait, what? And then she just kind of, like, she's like, good walks why? away. And she's like, you can't catch me. Like, that's, <laughs> and it's like, I easily could, but yeah. it's fine. I'll let you yeah. go. <laughs> she does that old woman speed walk. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, I am not inviting you to proceed. <laughs> you're like, all right. Fine. Uh, so five was optional. Yeah. Uh, six not optional. Refuse to leave the house as yeah. the activity escalates despite Gotta everything stay. else telling you that you should leave. And oh seven God. doesn't always happen, but it's die? <laughs> <laughs> die? die? No, yeah, that's yeah, that's a good one. Sometimes, you don't have to. Yeah, sometimes you just get lasting trauma. Right. So, you know, you can survive. Right. Yeah. So now it's time to brain trust again. Mm -hmm. Are there other elements of a haunted house film? Oh... As a recap, we talked about yep. dead people, mm -hmm. technology, isolation, and the sequence of a haunting. Right. Hmm. Oh, I feel like, well, you've already got someone telling you, like, it's all in your head. Yeah. But I feel like there is the classic, like, show someone evidence. Or, like, yeah. someone has to see it for themselves moment yeah. kind of thing. Like, when he does the seance and has the, like, voice recordings. Yeah. I feel like there's always that moment. Same with, uh... Like, paranormal activity. It's like, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. And then that fucking Ouija board does some shit. And she's like, all right, I'm done. Yeah. Like, everyone's got a good come to Jesus moment where they're like, oh, I fucked up and I believe this now. Yeah, because yeah. you have to, like, bring them all the evidence you've collected so far. Right. And it's circumstantial at best. Yeah. But then you say, hold on, explain this meek boy yeah. then. And it's not always the main character. Mm -hmm. It's sometimes, like, a side character that realizes it. Sometimes it is the main character who's like, I know it's the pipes. That's like a like woman in black. I feel like a long time he kind of is like, oh, it's an old house, whatever. I saw a boy. That's who cares. And who then finally he's boy? like, now I see like a million children in the woods. And then you're like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that the yeah, like you know getting people that. on your side. So arguably more than seven steps. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm. I will revisit my list right. at some point. Just so that one. Yeah. Just that one. Okay. And it's I feel like that goes hand in hand with the don't be believed, you know? I yeah. feel like it's like, don't be believed, and then... It's like 4, 4, four A, 4B, 4C. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I can keep 7, then. Seven's yeah. a good number. Seven's a good number. Okay, finally, 
let us discuss what is it about haunted house horror movies that we keep coming back for. Mm. Well, we've talked about it a bit before. Mm-hmm. This is, by the way, the psychology society part. Yeah. Um, home is supposed to be a safe space. The wide world out there can be scary, but when we go home, that's where the food is, where the bed is, where the pillow is. The pillows that we're used to. It's the ones that like we, we understand, good ones. that understand us. Oh, God, yes. How unsettling is it when the place that we go to to feel safe is suddenly unknown to us? Mm. Or when it becomes the most dangerous place you've ever been? So there's that just absolute upending of like, it goes from the safe place to the danger zone. Yeah. <laughs> you could. I wanted to sing the song, but I Danger won't. Zone. Danger zone. <laughs> I only know the parts that Archer knows. I only know that when <laughs> yeah. he says danger zone. And then I'm like, that's all I got. That's all I have. So the stories that take people to the house are also hugely impactful yeah. in why these stories resonate, why they stick with us. So John moved in because he was already haunted by the trauma right. of losing his wife and daughter. And he witnessed this tragic accident. Like, yeah. he watched it unravel. So there could be, like, their new place. They have this driving determination. Like, we couldn't make it work there. We have to make this work now. Right. So there's that, like, fierceness mm-hmm. and also that stubbornness that will make right. them stick it out longer than one of, we would want to. Right. Or uh, then it's safe. But there can also be, like, the person or family's reason for being in that home can just be a plot point to get mm-hmm. them, like, to, like, a place or it can be crucial to the emotional arc and theme of the film. Right. And in this case, it's very important that, like, he has that trauma. Mm-hmm. He lost the two most important people to him. And he watched helplessly as they were killed. So now there's a child ghost that was murdered by their father and is begging for recognition and justice. Right. Two pieces of shattered families. The saddest little best friend's charm bracelet. People I, broken hearts I fitting know. together. I, yeah. I can't wait to talk about it. <laughs> So that gives the film more emotional depth. Yeah. So we definitely have those haunted house like stories yeah. that are just like, ah, dang, this land is haunted. Right. But then there are some where it's actually like the stories of the haunting and the haunty, wait, haunter and haunty yeah. are intertwined in some way. Yeah. Or the reason that they get to the house makes their struggle make more sense or more yeah. poignant or more tragic. And so I think that that can be a huge reason of why like i think it's really two things it's yeah that home is supposed to be safe right and then the reason for being in that house can be relatable and scary yeah so that's haunted houses that's great i love haunted houses so much i love haunted houses i've always loved them even when i was terrified of them just fascination you know yeah i mean you know me i've grown up in so many houses that are spooky and haunted so i'm always like just love to watch it <laughs> every apartment i've been in, i'm like nick is it haunted you're like no I'm, I'm like, telling you. I'll let you know. I know. If I are. feel it. I got some friends. I won't name names, but your house is spooky. But yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, That's so good. I just, I'm happy you did the haunted house thing. Because mm-hmm. this one is somewhat unique. It's got all those things. But then like you said, he can leave. Yeah. But he doesn't. And I'm like, yeah, it's because of the trauma. Sweet, sweet trauma. <laughs> and it plays in really well. It's good. It makes like. I don't know. I feel like sometimes you have death in movies for their family. And I feel like sometimes it's it's done for the plot, but it's not that important. Like whatever yeah. happened could have happened without that. And it's like, okay. But this felt like if it hadn't happened, he wouldn't have any emotional tie to this kid. He would have been like, I'm fucking done. This is scary. Yeah. It's like, I don't have time for a ghost child. I'm right? composing my symphony. Right. So it was like, it was important to the story. So that was good. Yeah. Oh, I love it. 
I want to be in a haunted house. I keep saying I want to live in a haunted house and everyone's like, you're crazy. And I'm like, you're never alone. You know, you just have like a nice time. For me, it's like, I'm never alone here. (laughs) It's nice. You know, you're always like, how are you? And they're like, and you're like, okay. Classic you. I just picture them being very disappointed in my lifestyle. Like, you saucy wench, you're disgracing the Lord. I'm like, I, would I am. absolutely love to, like, live with a very prude 1800s woman who mm-hmm. was just like, what are you doing? And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm eating so many Cheetos. And they're just like, oh, God. And you know, like, Cheeto fingers wiggle at her. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, you think I, you're scary. You haven't seen me, babe. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> That's Incredible. the dream. The dream. Oh, now I can't wait to talk about horror, but it's time. I have, I did this one, like I did another one that we, we watched where I just uh-huh. like didn't write them down. I just yeah. paid attention. Yeah. And I don't know if it's going to pay off or not, I love but this. we're going to try. Um, I like this movie a lot. I was not expecting to, I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. When it started, I was like, is this going to bore me? Like immediately. Cause he got to the house and I was like. I don't know. I don't know about all this. <laughs> I, was, I just wasn't sure. Uh-huh. Um, I thought it was going to be like one of those uh, PG haunted movies where, but like genuinely PG, like not mm-hmm. poltergeist PG, where it's like yeah. spooky. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay. Like, because <laughs> I'm not easy to scare, you yeah. know? But no, this one got me. <laughs> it really? Scared me. It was scarier than I anticipated. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, it wasn't like, I wasn't that scared. But because I was expecting not to be scared at all, when things did happen, I was like, all right. That was a little scary. You got me. Yeah. Um, and you know me. I prefer psychological horror yes. to, like, anything else. So when there were, like, no jump scares and it was just purely buck wild mm-hmm. in the mind, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm on board now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I love that. I also, I enjoyed a lot that it was shot sort of like Black Christmas was. Yeah. Where it's like... um. I feel like that's just a 1970s, early 1980s thing mm. to do those shots where... POV. Yeah, where it's not necessarily a POV of a person that you know, yeah. but like... Could be. Could be. Because like you have a lot of shots where it could just be that's how the camera is moving. Or sometimes you're like, is that a little boy? I don't know. And I like that because Black Christmas was the same because mm-hmm. we eventually find out that the person is like living in the house so you're like, I don't know, maybe it was them. Yeah. Um, but there's really no way to know. And I think that's super cool. So a lot of the shots were like that. Or they were sometimes like really high up and looking down. Yeah. And I feel like it gave you the... Because like the house itself wasn't that isolated. But when you're in it, you do feel like that because it's huge. Yeah. And it's like the way the stairs go, you can like look down mm-hmm. from the top. But there's still that like... Once you it's, go up a level, you just kind of disappear into that yeah. level and you feel very separated from the rest of the house. Even looking down, sometimes your view is like obstructed by the stairs itself because they're so winding and like big. So mm. you're like, God, I still can't see everything. Like, yeah. it's like, what are you hiding from me? But it was, it was just great. There's that moment where he does fall down the stairs and then you see him from above and it was just creepy. Yeah. Because and it's... Like during the seance, you have the camera coming down the stairs, like at child height. Yeah, slightly above child height, maybe a tall right. child. But it's like kind of toddling in. You're like, "Fuck, am I the ghost now?" Right. And I'm like, "Oh God!" Yeah. And it it does a good job of doing that because it makes you one. They establish already with the seance and everything, and like a few moments before the seance that it is a child, and that like something bad happened. Um, so you feel bad already. You feel for the ghost. 
So then when it gives you the POVs, you're less scared and more sympathetic. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, he's going to go watch the seance. Oh, he's talking, you know? But then he starts to get a little wild and you're like, okay, okay, buddy, calm down. (laughs) But also he was murdered. So good for him, you know? Emotional regulation in children. Yeah. it, It was just, it was just interesting. It was unlike any haunted house movie that i'd really seen Mm. it was missing some of the tropes i feel like you get but it was also had some of them but like in a way they did it and they they did it the way you're used to but it was slightly different i don't know it was that uncanny trope i guess yeah yeah or they did it but it was just in a new way so i was like oh okay yeah it's happening okay it was hard to pin down the tropes because this was from the 80s and I have such a better understanding of later films and I don't know, like, because of the order in which I watched them, I talked about it with The Exorcist and Halloween, yeah. where it's like, oh, this reminds me of Halloween. No, the ha- the Halloween. The Halloween. <laughs> Halloween reminds me of this because Halloween came out after. Right. And so I have a hard time pinning down the it, order in which I watched them based yes. on the order in which they were released. I thought the exact same thing because I was watching this and I was like, this reminds me of Halloween. And I mm-hmm. had to think. I was like, wait, does it? And then I was like, yes. Yes, right? Because yes. it came out yes. in late, mid-late 70s. Mm-hmm. Exorcist was early 70s. Mm-hmm. And this was 1980. Yeah. So I was I was like in my head trying to remember. And this genuinely did, though, remind me of Halloween. Yeah. And I don't know how purposeful it was. But that was a very popular film. And it had so many good POV or just tracking shots. Yeah. The tracking shots in this are so good. I love them. I was watching it with my girlfriend and even she was like, I love a tracking shot. And I was like, dude, yeah. Like, they're they're fucking good. Yeah. Because we've talked about it so many times. And I know I sound like a broken record, but I don't care. I think it helps establish the house so that way you can... And you don't always need that. Mm-hmm. In The Exorcist, like we talked about, you never really figure out the layout of the house. Mm-mm. But then again, you don't really need it because yeah. everything takes place upstairs. So as long as we knew the bad stairs and the, the room that she was in, that's all we needed. Yeah. But for ones that I feel like you're going to be in the house and the house is the scariest part, mm-hmm. they need to show us the layout and a tracking shot is so good. Yeah. And what made it even better is that it had people just doing things in the house while they went around. And we talked about it with Halloween where I'm like, how many times did they have to get that right? Because this is one shot. So they had to make sure that whoever was in the shot in that moment was doing the thing they wanted them to be doing when they went by. Yeah. And it just took a lot of like, be ready because here we come you know mm-hmm. <laughs> um and i'm not saying it's the hardest thing but i'm just saying it's impressive tracking shots are so hard yeah and i appreciate them so much i love them there um, was one scene with the camera move that i had to take back because yeah. i i found it unnerving and like unsettling because it was confusing mm-hmm. in like a good way but i think it's when he's woken up by the resonant clanging of the bathtub yeah and he goes out and i think he's on the second floor landing mm-hmm. and so he's in the middle of the options of the floors right and he's like looking out and looking up and looking down like he's trying to figure out like where the fuck is this sound right. coming from what is it why did you wake me up i was in my crying time yeah and it, the camera like follows maybe where he's looking but then it like loops back around and you see him from like below and it's, it's like hold on is that him is that someone else right like, you lost track it's like they purposely try to confuse you, but ah, it's so good. Mm-hmm. I know we talked about it before, but there's so many good times where they purposefully try to freak you out and confuse you with just moving the camera. And so it's like the person's not me. moving. Yeah, it gets me every time. The yep. person's not moving, Mm-mm. so they're fine. But then again, maybe they're, he's probably drowsy. He's upset. He's, you know, in a really bad emotional state. 
So maybe he feels the way this camera is moving. Mm-hmm. So it's like we're trying to get you into this freaked out mindset of this guy without actually putting you there. Because like, yeah. you can't. I mean, you know, like you can't make every person feel what a character is feeling. So they're like, what's the best next thing? We're going to move the camera and make you feel all funky. So yeah, yeah. that's great. Um, also, the, the only colors that I noticed were very similar to Hereditary, actually. Um, but I don't think for the same reason, obviously. I just think it was very similar and it was a lot of greens and reds consistently and i was surprised but i didn't know how purposeful it was yeah um it's a lot of like deep browns reds deep like yellows golds Mm -hmm. um and so much green but specifically from plants oh i remember the like two pothos plants on like Mm -hmm. the little island in the middle of the road it was everywhere like i mean you get so much greenery it wasn't pothos sorry it was Boston fern. <laughs> you get so much greenery around the house there's a lot of plants kind of within the house and then when you go to the you go to the um house that was on the land that was owned with the well that kid's room is full of plants like yeah a child's room full of plants feels so strange mm-hmm. so i'm like it feels purposeful the only way i could have taken it was just that like it's an empty house, but there is a life here that didn't get to live. So, like, there's all these plants to be like, it's not empty, yeah. you know? And then you go to the little girl's room where the body is, and it's full of these plants. And it's like, what's the consistent tie-in here? And it's just plants. Yeah. I didn't know if that was it's that dead a child thing. feeding the plants. Right? Yeah. Like, I was like, is it to show you, like, he's on the right track? Like, mm. what's what's the connection between like the big mansion and this little house is that it's the well that's where the boy is so i don't know i i I feel like i tried to read into it because it was all i could really see and find so i wanted it to mean something Mm -hmm. so it's like mean something you know (laughs) but if it doesn't it doesn't but sometimes i don't care if it means something to me i'm like oh it's good enough yeah so i love the plants i just thought it was interesting it felt it felt a cool plants are always a good way to do color without having yeah. to change like whiting because there's i mean oh yeah yeah it's just like a neat way yeah to be like i want this to be green but i don't want to color code my entire shot green yeah so it's just like a good way that's cool i don't know so there's a lot of foliage around yeah. the house there's a lot of plants in the house there's a lot of he wears a lot of red yeah. and like there's and a lot of moment yeah yeah so it was good. It wasn't um, neon or wild or anything. Mm-hmm. There were no moments of like crazy, crazy lighting. It was just muted and kind of nice. It was very saturated, yeah. but not, it wasn't unbelievable, Yeah, I guess. I really, I have a solid five minutes of trying to see color every single time. <laughs> and the very first like five, ten minutes are him in his like, my wife and daughter were run over by a truck in the snow mm-hmm. and I'm living in rainy New York city and everything is like blues and grays. Like that's everything. Right. And everything's like him being in like a busy airport or like crossing yeah. a street when it's raining, all these things where he's very small and alone, even yeah. though there are people everywhere. And I was like, I'm seeing colors. And that's then great. you said green. And I was like, where? <laughs> well, that's the thing. You don't get green before he gets to the yeah. house, which I like. Yeah. Um, but I did also notice like his daughter's coat is is red, I think, as well. I believe um, you. <laughs> it's either hers or her mom's, but yeah. one of the coats is red. And then he like kind of wears a lot of red. So it was like, oh, the ball is red. You know? Yeah, the ball is red. I, I feel like it's like his trauma is this red and then the green is like the little boy and they're mixing and they're trying to become like help me to help you you know (laughs) 
Um, I don't know why this was like triggered in my mind, but I want a Christmas scene of John and Joshua and like the red and the green Christmas time. He gives him like a green present. Joshua gives him a red one and they're like, "Eh." (laughs) Uh, I feel like red and green is such a classic combo too, because they did it in fucking werewolf in London as well. Green and red. I mean, they're contrasting colors. Yeah. So it works because one's going to make the other stand out. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's an easy one. It is also, I feel like it is a 1970s to 80s thing. Yeah. I'm starting to realize that, not always, because obviously Hereditary wasn't, but, and they're primary colors, so it's that childlike, you know. I need to find that Twitter and Instagram combo again that has the composition of a scene where it's like the color palette in certain like Mm. iconic scenes. They're just cool. It's just fun. Color's fun. I love when people use really, really uh, saturated primary colors to be Mm. like... Is childlike. And I'm like, it is. You got me. (laughs) (laughs) That's good stuff. That's what I noticed. So without taking notes, this is, that was kind of all of mine. Yeah. You know, trying to, just trying to go wild with it. Just vibing with it. Just vibing with it this time. Um, I'm sure there were a ton more of like camera angles that I didn't notice or didn't talk about. I probably noticed them, but I was like, oh, it's good. (laughs) You know? But yeah, there were a lot of like up into the left camera angles yes. or up into the right or like down into the left. Like basically it was elevated or like what's the opposite? This movie is like it was downvolated. It was downvolated. <laughs> <laughs> you know, downvolated. So I mean, it works. <laughs> you know, how can I not think of this word right now? What down so it's elevated and downgraded? <laughs> That's not it, <laughs> but I like downgraded. Or no, what was the one you said? Downvolated. Downvolated. <laughs> Lower? Lowered, I guess. I don't Okay, I think that this may just be a lexical gap where um what are the antonyms of elevated? Depressed, dishonorable, down, inferior, yeah. insignificant, low, lowly. They poor. have a lot of depressed shots. <laughs> yeah. So many I mean... dishonorable shots. <laughs> But there are, like, these fun things called lexical gaps where, like, there's a word for, like, two parts of something but not the yeah. third. And That's it, so funny. Yeah. Anyway, I'll talk about that in, at a later point Someday. once I have my ducks in a row. <laughs> <That's> so funny. <laughs> anyway. But, yes, there were shots from all around. This movie is, is, is like, allergic to dead pa- deadpan shots. They were like, yeah. absolutely not. <laughs> Never. And I liked it. It you worked. You will not catch me doing deadpan. Never. Uh-uh. You look, you when he's in the well, I feel like you see him from below. You see a lot of shots going up. You don't see a ton of him actually in it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just neat. You get to see this movie from every angle except straight on. Mm-hmm. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> I was a big fan of... I was like, I'm sure these camera angles mean something. I right? just think they're cool. <laughs> I know. I, I This is one of the few movies where I was just like, I'm just vibing. I'm just yeah. taking it all in. I'm having a good time. Yeah. It's just fun. Uh, I, I'm like looking through my notes and there are they're slightly less orderly than usual <laughs> and more of like some ha-has. <laughs> some ha-has. <laughs> uh, because, you know, I have how much I love like haunted mansions right. and stuff. And then I was like, oh, Shandling and Steers, they go all the way. Steers? I'm good. Uh-huh. Like, oh, a chandelier and stairs that go all the way up. It's like, do those stairs go all the way up? The stairs go all the way up? It's like, no, <laughs> we ran out. Just like hop after that. <laughs> <laughs> <A> whoop. <laughs> <A> whoop. 
Uh, and then later, it I think I am uh, psychic. Yeah. Not that I've seen this movie before and right. subconsciously remembered it. Yeah. But the stairs disappear after oh, his yeah. spectral body goes up them. It's like, no more stairs for you. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to take those away. Uh-huh. <laughs> you won't be needing those. <laughs> uh, and then in all caps, I am haunted by pianos because in the movie for next week, pianos, central yeah. role. And when he started playing piano, I was like, this is it. This is the common thread between things You're that just scare scared me. of pianos. I'm so scared of pianos. They have souls in them. <laughs> I don't... Like, I think... <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Continue. I think that they're much more likely to be haunted than any other item. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've never seen a trumpet play itself. <laughs> I, I wish. I mean... Uh, <laughs> real asshole ghosts. Like, just... Trumpet players. I, I love. I thought that was the sound of a trumpet. Because you watch Gremlins. <laughs> Actually, it wasn't What's bad. A trumpet sound <laughs> <laughs> Why can't I do it? In my head, I want to go honk 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 That's not it either. I have disdain for trumpet players because I played low brass and trumpet players are showy and they like to play silly songs. So. I've apparently never heard a trumpet in my life. First it was burner, burner, and then it was honk, honk, honk. And then, da, da, da. That's all, folks. Okay. So I think pianos are pianos most are likely to be haunted. Absolutely. I just think that they're like sponges for souls. I don't know. It's you with the Marge meme. I just think they're haunted. <laughs> just, just like face of terror I'm instead. Photoshop your face. I just think they're haunted. I do. Now we gotta make it. People are demanding. <laughs> the people want it. Uh, let's see. I have. That's my scariest moment, so I'll save it. Okay. Um, okay, ghosts don't sleep in because there's haunting to be done. Yeah. Six o'clock every morning. <laughs> Whew. Uh, there's something about old school haunted house sleuthing that just hits right because they take yeah. it to the microfiche. And they're like, okay, now we have to walk to the graveyard. And it's like, this is where you're getting your information? And then it's like, The well, graveyard? And you're like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, to go through a microfiche, like. That's so good. It's wild to me because I know that that's how people found information. Right. But having to like manually actually like scroll. It's so cool. It's awesome. I, oh God, I can just picture like the mind fog, you know? Did you ever play Night in the Woods? No. There's a cool moment where you get to look at old newspaper articles like that. I haven't finished it. I started it. Oh, okay. That's one with May, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's just really cool. And you get to like scroll around and read everything. It's fun. I love that. Yeah. Okay. I forgot that I had this note. Oh, no. And it's in all caps. I'm like, Kate, what were you on? Uh, Never has a wet ball been more sinister. I mean, fair, though. Uh, And then, don't worry, it's just my battered ghost cone. Um, (laughs) The ghost cone. I don't get what the ghost cone was supposed to be. At first, I was like, is it supposed to fall and break the glass? And then the glass shoots across the room, and I go, so what's the cone? It's about the cone. I don't get it. I thought like, oh, she has like a pendulum because pendulums are right. like in some circles. But no, it's like, just a cone. It's just vibrating. a cone. And it's a cone that's seen better days. If it's a guys, dented cone. If you guys know what the cone is about, yeah. tweet it. We also tweet replies about what team they would be on. Just oh, so you know. did we? Yeah. Oh, okay. So we got to look at those. We also got, um, I'm pulling up our Instagram because one of our listeners, absolute sweetheart, 
uh, will be like, hey, listen to this episode. Also, I have something that you might be interested in, like, yeah. always. Love that. Um, and she said that when we said in The Exorcist, the mm-hmm. mom wasn't, like, she was a cool mom. She right. wasn't weird about Ouija boards. Yeah. Uh, it's because that movie is why people have a fear of Ouija boards. <laughs> oh my God. So yeah. it was just totally chill before then. <laughs> no wonder she was cool about it. She's like, I, I don't know. know what the fuck this is. She said they weren't seen as scary until this movie came out and then people suddenly feared them. And she sent like a Smithsonian article on it. Oh my God. Yeah. So like, I didn't have her like consent to like use her name. So like, that's incredible. You if you give me consent to say your name on the pod, but like it was. But thank you. Yeah. That's so neat. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I won't say this person's vote, but this person said they would be with the, the normies. Oh, yeah. normies. Yeah. Okay. I think. I have to check. But yeah, okay. I'm pretty sure. And I was like, all right. Also, they pointed out that, remember how we made fun of the girl with the gray hair who's like, will anyone walk a girl home or yes. whatever? She's alive. Yeah. She lives. She ends up like, she's on the caravan out and she like, stares and down that. with her kids. Yeah. This she's listener, like, look at my living child. I was pissed. This listener sent a picture of it and I went, I fucking roasted her. And then there she is. <sighs> well, I mean, that's kind of the thing though, is yeah. that like. We roast her, and then he has lost everything because he didn't and there go she out. She is to, like, oh my kids, oh me and my They're three fine. living children. <laughs> like, fuck off. You got enough. <laughs> Can I have one? Dare you? Right? <laughs> He's like, trade <laughs> for what? I don't know. <laughs> All right, but I just want to let you know. So that's thank awesome. you, listeners. Okay, thank you, listeners. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. And then, uh, they need to look at the will to find a ranch with a well. <laughs> yes i was like okay okay <laughs> I, it just like made my head spin we like... haven't even talked about my favorite part about this movie yet but we will i'm so excited get ready uh and then so when they're at the house where the well used to be yeah and there are two moments where you have like the kind of ghost is like swirling around the outside and like kind of runs diagonally through the garden and then goes through the ivy-coated wall. Right. He goes through that exact same spot in the next scene when it happens. And I was just like, okay, the nice spirit guides is through the ivy walls again. And then he's like, Timmy, get out of the garden. He's, he's, got, a, like, he's got a favorite place. And he just keeps fine. diving into the ivy. <sighs> um, and then I had a moment, and I tweet very rarely, uh, but I had to tweet this because I was like, <laughs> inquiring minds want to know. Uh, Joseph Patrick Carmichael. Mm-hmm. JPC. Oh my god, I saw that. And I was like, is he the ghost boy? And I was like, inquiring minds must know. Must know. Is this part of your origin story? You can deny it if you want. It's okay. It's okay. And so from that point on, instead of saying like Senator Carmichael, I just called him fake JPC. <laughs> or Stenny Boy. I had him as I'm gonna tweet at him again and be like, <laughs> answer. <laughs> Are you the ghost boy? Otherwise, wild speculation will happen on the pod. <laughs> I can absolutely picture him on the, the thing going, <laughs> It's okay if he is. Oh, man. Um, yeah, so I just, after that point, he was yeah. fake JPC. Oh, my God. Now he yeah. is for me. Yeah. Oh, my God. So that was fun. Uh, and then I, like, this was just part of my notes about, like, trying to figure out the order of events and stuff. And it's like, okay, Claire's go back. Claire goes back into the house alone. John is still the Senny boy. It's like, excuse me, I'm a Senny man now. <laughs> How dare you? Oh, man. Uh, and then the wheelchair is facing the corner and yeah. then it turns to face her. And Ugh. it has its kicking leg out and it's ready for violence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> it just like had it out. And I was she like, was like, I'm going to die. <laughs> Make sure like the, the leg. God. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, and then JPC, the... F- I can't say it. Okay. JPC, the fake, slowly the fake. walks up the flaming stairs, and it's his ascent into hell. 
and then it's good. I had fuck that movie scary. Yeah. And to me, it's a movie that just gives you a lot of things. Yeah. And then says, here, have fun. Go be scared elsewhere now. Where it's like, you have to sit with this. And it's not like the mind fuck that Hereditary is. No. But it's very much just like, he is experiencing these things. And he is very much like a calm like participant through most of it. Yeah. And like a lot of folks were like, Roger Ebert, who mm-hmm. I always agree with, obviously. Oh, yeah. He's great. He's got good opinions. Such good opinions. I love, uh, I love him. But he gave it a two and a half stars, I think. And he said that, like, the technical aspects were incredible, but it was really, like, he didn't find the main character compelling because he was too calm. And I was like, I think that that, makes that actually sense. makes it stronger. Yeah. I was like, he's calm because he's already experienced, like, the deepest, most intense trauma of his yeah. life. And he's like, what's going to scare me now? Yeah. He's like, of course he's a ghost kid. Yeah. And he also has, like, his eyes do a lot of, like, the emotional work. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to be, like, freaking out. No. And, what, like, what I love about it is I feel like it's it's kind of, it's a little bit unspoken. They kind of mention it a little bit where him figuring this out for this kid gives him this weird sense of hope of, like, yeah. well, if this kid can talk, does that mean mine can? Yeah. You know, he doesn't really say it, and but it, I feel like you can feel it. Yeah. He's so calm because he's, like, if this is true this has to mean that someday I could maybe talk to her. Yeah. I mean, that's what I took from his weird calm aspect. I was like, this is just hopeful in my mind, which is weird. You don't get that from all that house very often. Yeah. But it was like, oh, I feel like he's just almost a little happy, like a tiny bit, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, there's proof that like there is something after you die. There was something. So he was like haunted alone in a house, but but you're here. here. Like, you know, I'm here too. So it's like, does she know that I'm here then? Does that mean that like, oh, I I love love it. it. Fuck you, Robert. Fuck you. Is it Roger? Roger. Roger. Yeah. What? I don't fucking care. Shut up. <laughs> not he, you. He's not Roger. much. He did die. <laughs> well, I hope he's not haunting me. Okay. Unless he is. And then watch me. How Cheetos. many stars do you give fuck. me, huh? <laughs> How many stars? <laughs> so those are my notes. Those are great. Thank you. Yeah. This is a good one. I liked this one. I had I like fun with it. Yeah. Um, I loved the shots. I, when I started it, like I said, I don't know if I said this already on the at the start, that I, I wasn't sure if I was going to like it. Yes. Yes. Okay, so I wasn't sure if I was going to like it. I was like, I don't know. It started off like every kind of cliche movie where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, family dies. And I'm like, where are we going from this? It yeah. always goes in the same place. And then it just kind of didn't. It was like super slow. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. Not much was really happening. And I was like, okay, like it's just kind of a haunted house, sure. And then he kills the guy, in the, the, the kid in the tub. And I was like, zero to 60. I mean, yeah. it goes from like zero to like 10 or 15 mm-hmm. with like the seance. And then he's like, boop, pulls the <laughs> legs. And I'm like, holy fuck. Yeah. I just, I wasn't expecting it to be quite as dark as it was. Mm-hmm. I was expecting it to be like that peachy horror from the 80s, you know, where you're, where it's scary, mm-hmm. but it's like, oh, scary. Is this movie PG? No. It's really funny that you say that though, because I don't know if you checked, like I always put the rating. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, like R for horror, violence, language. Yeah. No one gave a reason for why it was rated R. Really? So I like kept looking. I was like, what, why is it? And then people just kept saying like, they couldn't find a scene that would, like there wasn't really blood. There wasn't like gore. There wasn't sexual content. Wow, there really wasn't. There wasn't like a lot of violence. And so people were like, it's just scary enough to be rated R. And so I put like rated R for being scary. Yeah. (laughs) That's so funny because it is. I'm like, I couldn't pinpoint a reason but i was like this is not the the classic pg Mm -mm. horror film i'm used to from the 80s Mm -mm. 
not all of them are like that, obviously, but like you get those few mm-hmm. where it's almost campy and fun, you know? Like, I mean, like gremlins and poltergeist, even though yeah. they are technically, I would say, scarier than what they're rated now. still they're they're fun you know yeah this one's not fun (laughs) this one's a horror film yeah so knowing it's rated r i'm like that's makes sense it makes much more sense i'm like okay yeah this checks out and i love that there's no reason they're just like i don't know it's scary scary that's how i feel i'm like (laughs) yeah i don't know when he when he does that with the kids like and it's such a weird way to do it it feels so extra mean yeah i'm like oh my god yeah I also, like, had a moment where I was, like, trying to physically figure out, because couldn't he just put his arms underneath him and lift his torso up? That's kind of what I thought, but my thought was that it was, like, it's slippery and also he's unwell. He also might not have had the, like, strength to do that. That was my assumption. That's why it felt so mean. It was was was, so impersonal. He is, like, a person that is vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And he was like, okay, well, God, this is going to sound so grim. It was kind of like drowning cats. Because it's like the stray cat had kittens and it's like a thing that yeah. people did. And like, oh, I have never been party to that. Right. But, <laughs> but it's like a thing that like you hear about. And it just felt like this was his father that did yeah. it. Right. And like, this is also going to sound grim, but it feels almost like if it's your kid. And usually I feel like when you hear stories of people yeah. drowning kids, it's like hold them by the shoulders yeah. and it feels very personal. This like was you're so really removed. close to them. And it was so removed. Yeah. It was just like, I don't care. Pulled him up so fast, yeah. held the legs up, and it was just like so far away. Yeah. I was like, he was as far away from this child as he could be while drowning him still. Yeah. And it felt disgusting. Yeah. And I was, it worked. I mean, it fucking got oh, me. God, it yeah. scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Because it was just so mean. It was yeah. just so. It was heartless. Absolutely and, heartless. Like, I don't want to say clinical because right, like, it, I don't mean clinical, but it was so removed yeah. emotionally. And I'm just it like, was so just, I don't care. He couldn't, he was so far away that I feel like he couldn't even look into the eyes of this person. And like, this is going to sound hilarious because yes, I know he's drowning him. That's already bad, but it felt extra disrespectful. You're already drowning him. I get it. It's horrible, Mm -hmm. but it felt so like, I don't give a shit. I don't even want to look at you. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. This baby? My Joseph? My baby? (laughs) My baby? (laughs) So uh, that was intense. Yeah. So I get it. I can't pinpoint a reason specifically why it's R, but I get it. Yeah. <laughs> and I, <laughs> yeah. When it, when that part finally happened, then I was fully on board. I was, the seance got me like mostly on board. I was yeah. like, okay, this is pretty spooky. Then that happened and I was like, oh, we're in for a ride, huh? <laughs> uh, oh boy, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Oh man. I really liked this one. <laughs> I wasn't expecting to, so you got me. I was yes. like, shit, this is good. I wasn't sure how I would feel because I don't remember much of the film. I remembered the ball. Right. And I remembered the wheelchair. Yeah. And I remembered being scared. Yeah. <laughs> That's everything I remembered. And now I have so much more context for things. I, What I also liked is that, like, I don't know. It just, it just spooked me so much without having to do too much yeah but also it was a murder mystery which i love love a murder mystery i love a murder mystery i love a twist yeah and it was it was great and a good solid red herring you had mm-hmm. cora and it's like oh it must be cora no different dead child right who knew it was so good are you ready for scariest moment yeah i think so oh, i have mine okay you go first okay uh i like when i was watching this i just like Oh, I hit my hand because I, I heard that. <laughs> She's that scared. <laughs> I just like, just wild keyboarding. Like yeah. I didn't even type words. I just had the like moment. 
Um, but it's when he's playing piano. It's pretty early in the film. Mm-hmm. He is composing, and you see him, like you're, like on top of the piano. Basically, you're looking at him playing, yeah. and you see past him, and you see the door start to open. Oh, that's a And it opens very slowly, very intentionally. And in a lot of horror films, we get like bam, door slams right. open, and like it squeaks like so yeah. you can hear it and he's assuming like he's like I'm just gonna finish this bar and then I'll turn around and see the person that's interrupting my work right and it, as the door opens you're like oh is this a scare so that it's gonna open a little bit and then like or is there gonna be someone there but it keeps opening until you see there is no one opening oh. the door and it's so slow and so, so effective good. and then it's a secondary scare when he turns around and yeah, he and realizes he's like, oh. he's like excuse me Oh, that got me. That one's a good one. I loved that moment, too. Because it is the, like, creak. Because it's it's opening so slow. It feels like a kid. (laughs) (laughs) It feels like a curious kid trying to be like, I don't want to interrupt. The creak (laughs) bull. He doesn't want to interrupt. Yeah. You know? That's good. Yeah. That was a good one. I have a weird one. Oh. Where I was like, I don't think anybody else, maybe they like this part. I don't know. But when I watched it, for some reason, my skin crawled. And I went, I hate that. And I was so not into it. Um, My... Originally, my first was the the drowning. I was mm-hmm. so sp- spooked by that. I, I thought that was going to be it for sure. Um, then this moment happened, and I went, oh, I don't know why. I hate that so much. But it's when he goes back, and the metal comes out of the mud. Yeah, the reverse, like the stop motion thing. I of the hated metal. it. That was I creepy. I hated it. Yeah. It was just so slow, and it like it, it like looked like a worm coming out of it the mud. It looked like an insect like crawling. And, yeah. Yeah. The way it moves was just so gross and i obviously you know it's like in reverse but Mm -hmm. it's one of those moments where one i'm intrigued because i love i love effects in a movie especially old movies because like how'd you do it yeah so i think that's awesome i think it's really cool but then the rest of me was like oh i just hate it it looked so creepy it Mm -hmm. looked like this weird alien like bug coming out of the thing and then it's the the thing you need and i was happy Mm because i was like you found it good job but also i was like you couldn't find that any other way oh so that moment freaked me out yeah i really thought for sure it would be the, the drowning i was like that was horrible and then the metal came out of the mud and i went never mind no thank you it just got me can't that's explain fair. it it just it's one of those moments where i'm yeah. like i don't know why You're like that's the scene that made this rated r right they were like <laughs> we don't like the way that metal comes out <laughs> it's his metal it's his metal <laughs> that part that part we haven't even talked about it yet not really the voice in the thing is the funniest and cutest and scariest. <laughs> he's just, Joseph! He's so... <laughs> my room! My room! I mean, um, that's why I was like, this is a baby. It's a baby. My room! The well! <laughs> oh my Joseph, god. come on. Okay. So this is a weird tangent, but I promise it's related. Yeah. So at the same time that we were putting people in space, we were also putting people deep below the sea. Ooh, and okay. scarier uh, in my opinion. I don't remember what it was called, but it was like uh, like a sea base type thing. Okay. And they did like really incredible stuff. They're not as well known. Like there's a whole like cool series. Like I have a lot of podcast recommendations for like this. Send them. Specific. You know I oh, love the ocean. It terrifies uh, me. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I was gonna say of course and absolutely. 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 <laughs> Thank you. Punk. Um, I think one of them is Flash Forward, and it's um, this podcast. Of, I don't know if it's like still releasing new episodes. I think that she wrapped it up. Yeah. But it's basically like how we could imagine a future technology 
And then it goes back to like what we have now and what a potential path toward that could be. And then like uh, ethical ramifications of getting there. And so one of them is about living underwater. And she's like, well, we actually tried that back at the same time that we were sending people to space. We were putting people underwater. And one of the things that they did was uh, because of like compression and like gas and like all these things, they had to inhale helium. Oh my God. Uh, That was like their air content had like high levels of helium in it. (laughs) And so there's a radio interview with the president and one of the sea base guys. And the operator is like, something's wrong here and he's like it's an honor to be here today it's like to talk to you it's an honor and you're like oh my god (laughs) and so like he's he did this really cool thing like people died doing this and it's like an honor he's talking to the president he's like having this moment but he's on helium (laughs) absolutely incredible i would like to hear this interview so bad i will play it for you thank you so much it's an honor to be here (laughs) what the hell it's like, yeah, we're deep underwater. We're deep underwater doing our important tests. And you're like, okay. <laughs> Jesus. Well, that's what Joseph sounded like. Yes. Well, my medal. <laughs> and I'm like, what? What, Joseph? Speak up. <laughs> Speak up. A little, yeah. little. Can you imagine if it was a, a teen instead? And he was like, the well. <laughs> my medal. The well. <laughs> I can't. I, Papa. <laughs> I'm thinking about like the um, puberty squeaks. Oh my god! (laughs) Wow! Thank you. You. I was like, I don't know how to replicate my metal. (laughs) Oh, that'd be good. That'd be really good. (sighs) Okay. Does that mean we're ready for tropes? Yes. Dang. I'm so excited because you said this one was weird, tough. It was interesting, difficult because it's like I. Like, when we're in Exorcist, it was easy to be like, oh, this is, like, the trope cotter fire. Oh, this is the trope right. Mimer. Because so many things, like, came from that. Yeah. And this was, like, a really early classic movie in the 80s. And so it's like, oh, this is going to be, like, you know, the mother of all tropes. Right. And it's just not well known enough to have, like, all that That's attention. True, yeah. And, like, it did impact other things. Guillermo del Toro and, let me find the other one. Um, I have a quote. What? Nothing. I'm trying to think of what movie. But I think I already know. But tell me. Okay. Um, give me a hot second. Martin Scorsese Mm -hmm. said it was one of, it was on his list of the scariest movies of all time. And Guillermo del Toro, there's this quote in this EW article. Uh, I was in London at the BAFTA awards and Guillermo was screaming, you're my mentor. You're my mentor. Says the Hungarian board medic. And I said, what are you talking about? He said, your movie, the changeling is a masterpiece. And I'm just like, (laughs) well, dang. Yeah. And so it's like, this person had no idea that hugely like successful Guillermo del Toro was like I use your movie as like a reference point. when you say Guillermo del Toro immediately I went oh the orphanage and I was like yeah it's got vibes like that yeah it's the same pacing it's yeah. the same like vibe of like sadness mixed with horror oh man that movie is incredible yeah he did Pan's Labyrinth right mm-hmm. okay I love Pan's Labyrinth that one's a good one dang um, so anyway, this was like very influential in the horror genre, yeah. but it's just not like, it wasn't trope city in the way that I thought it would be in terms of like being very well yeah. documented. Uh, but there's still a ton of tropes. Good. Obviously. Uh, so big no, where usually it's when someone's like, no. Right. In this case, it's like, not my father. He was a loving man. That he was loved great. Me. It's like, okay, let's watch a white man cry over the legacy of his father. My like, dad. Yeah. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> 
And that leads into the next trope, broken pedestal. Mm-hmm. And that's when like you idolize this person right. and you're like, oh, they suck. They and, suck like, so hard he had a heart attack. It. Yeah. Like, damn. Yeah. It's like, ever been so mad at your father, you just, you just die? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then this is, like, two tropes that fit together in this case. Dirty cop and the dragon. Yeah. And okay. the dragon is, like, the person that does the dirty work for mm, the big bad. I see. And so it's, like, the dirty cop is, like, the enforcer for right. the senator. Interesting. Uh, emotional fainting. Uh, and we get this mostly from John. Yeah. And I, something I found very refreshing about this film was that John cries. Like, he is weeping about the loss of his family. John's a cool character. I like John a lot, I like actually. John. Yeah. And, it, like, he is allowed to have emotions mm-hmm. without it being, like, a detriment. Not a detriment, but without it detracting from, like, his esteem. It doesn't make him less of a person. Yes. Yeah. And anytime that, like, men, boys, folks not assigned female at birth are allowed to cry, I'm like, thank you. Yeah, I just like well, yeah, thank I God. Think it's neat. I just think it's <laughs> me neat. holding up a crying again. I just think they're neat. <laughs> they're neat. Uh, genre savvy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he knows what movie he's in. You know, like he looks around. He's like, okay, I'm gonna have to like rule out these things. Step two says that I have to bring in right. a skeptic to do this. Love it. Go mad from the revelation. Mm-hmm. This goes back to broken pedestal. Right. And it's when something that you realize is so horrific and changes everything about your worldview that you can no longer continue your right. life as it was. Oh. And that's Senator Carmichael. Right. Uh, when he's like, my entire life was actually a lie. That's fucking and rough. And I'm the beneficiary of murder. So, God. yeah. Uh, haunted house. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hurting hero. Yeah. Like, when the hero is like upset and like they're having a hard time. It's he's going through it. He's going through it. Mood whiplash because he's like laughing with his wife and daughter. Oh, yeah. And then immediately like. Just sadly walking oh, down yeah. the street. I feel and, nothing. And then he's crying in bed. Then there's mystery banging in the walls. He's like, fuck it, I saw a mystery. He's like, I'm busy. I'm crying. Uh, motifs. Mm-hmm. So we have, like, the recurring, like, red ball. And mm-hmm. it's um, symbolic of, like, his attachment. And that I'm not going to say, like, unwillingness to let go of his daughter. Because right. like, I don't think it's fair to ask someone to let go. But, like, it's unresolved grief. A childhood unlived. Yeah. Like- yeah. And it's like... It's valid that it's unresolved. Right? Yeah. Uh, nerves of steel is when someone is just like, can't be bothered. Um, I don't have time. What's uh, Catherine Tate? Not bothered. <laughs> not bothered. <laughs> I love her so much. <laughs> uh, and then not so stoic. Yeah. Uh, so this is when like the hero is allowed to have emotion. Yeah. And so we get like a couple of those like different like tones right. from John because like he is like very steady and solid in the face of the unknown he is still also going through a trauma and those things don't like negate or rule each other out right uh nothing is scarier yeah i like this one we always have this one god this was to me why this is one of the most effective ghost stories because you never see a ghost no the most that you ever see in like active hauntings is a flash of a child's face or body but when he is actually manipulating things around them, when people could be impacted by his actions, you don't see him. No. You just see a wheelchair with its kicking leg out. It's kicking you leg out. You see a ball. Or like the POV where it's like, yeah. this could be him. Yeah. I could be him right now, but I don't know. And to me, it's just like, first of all, when you don't see a body, you don't see like movement and intention. It's yeah. predictable. You don't know what he's about to do. But also it's just like alarming to another degree where it's like i cannot make peace with what i am seeing because this shouldn't be happening right 
And like ghosts can be scary when you see them, but right. to me it's really scary when you don't. Yeah. It's so spooky. I love it. Uh offing the offspring. Oh my god, I know. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. That's when you kill your child yeah. for a reason. Usually to like advance your own right. stature in some way. Uh red herring, Cora. Yeah. We are led to believe through like logical steps that it she is the ghost haunting the house, but I'm just like, right. no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 Joseph, <laughs> it's Joseph, different sad child. They're like, really, you sound like a Cora. <laughs> like, no, 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 I'm a Joseph. <laughs> uh, and then unfinished business, mm-hmm. ghost story, vengeance, yeah. Uh, and then this last one is the usurper. And mm-hmm. the note in um, TV tropes said it was deconstructed, and I didn't do enough digging to be like, is it deconstructed? I think it is it's definitely played with in some way yeah because um carmichael is the usurper technically because he has right. this fortune right. that was never actually but his he, no idea. he didn't he didn't do it himself right he had no idea right. and so it's like he is technically in effect the usurper right but not He's like an unbeknownst yes. usurper like yes. he doesn't know yeah clueless Dang. usurper I yeah don't know. so yeah it's a rough one those are my trolls Oh, those are good. Thank you. Every time we, the more we talk about it, the more I like it. But yeah. I already liked it, so it, it was Darn. on a roll. Nowhere to go but up. I know. I'm like, dang. Rolling like a wet ball. <laughs> I'm rolling like a wet ball. <laughs> you can't stop me. <laughs> Don't stop me, me now. now. <laughs> I love it. Dang. Amazing. I know. Well, I mean, wet ball is on yeah. the top of the list I mean, now. Sinister wet balls. Kicking legs. <laughs> Kicking legs. Kicking legs. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know. Got that? Um, Joseph. 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 My medal. <laughs> my medals. My medals. How many my medals? How do many you my use? medals? <laughs> uh, haunted tubs. Mm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. What are you yeah. feeling? Anything? You drawn uh-huh. towards anything? Oh, sorry. I had to like think. <laughs> Man, I don't. I feel about the same. Yeah. To all of them, because I'm feeling wet balls or kicking legs. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Which so. one is more pleasing? Wet balls. Wet balls. I mean, <laughs> we said it and I was like, well, dang, being. that's a good. <laughs> it's true. It's the only time I'll ever enjoy a wet ball. But yeah, I don't know. It just sounds good. Yeah. Let's go wet balls. Let's go wet balls. <laughs> Again, this is someone's last episode. <laughs> um, I've got mine. I have mine. You ready? Yeah. One, two, three. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, want me to go first? Mm-hmm. Okay, I gave it four wet balls. Um, <laughs> not because I didn't like it. I obviously did like it yeah. very, very much. Um, I obviously do like extra scary. Mm-hmm. So it was still very scary. Mm-hmm. It wasn't super, super scary. I, I do, I almost wish, it's like even though we didn't get to see the ghost much, yeah. I wish we had seen him like do more things. Mm-hmm. So not necessarily him, but... I feel like we got to see him in the wheelchair and we got to see kind of like his ghostly face in the tub. I almost wish we had seen him manipulate other things yeah. too, like around. We got to see like the one piano key. Um, it just felt like, I was like, man, this is scary. I want like just a little more. Yeah. Um, but I still fucking loved it. So yeah, four. Nice. I was, yeah. It's also, I would definitely rewatch it. Yeah. It's not one that I would be like, I don't want to. I would, I would, I would watch it again because yeah. it was, it was good. So. Yeah. For me, like I was absolutely like pulled in by the sound and the music because like before you even get the title you hear the wind and you can just like sense it's snowy wind like you can just get it 
and uh then like there's a strong like thread of piano music throughout Mm -hmm. and then it has like sinister strings and so there are so many different ways that like music and like beautiful instrumental music plays into it but then it also does have just like sound design that is really compelling to me i love the angles Oh, by the way, I gave it five wet balls. Yeah, sorry. I forgot to say it. Perfect five. Five wet balls. Yeah. Um, Because, like, partially nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Because I don't have, like, a strong memory of watching it. I just know that it's a movie my dad likes. And yeah. I'm like, let's watch this. Like, it's scary. scary. Yeah. yeah. And it, I just have this memory of being afraid of it. And so now I got to watch it and be like, okay, it's not as scary as it was when I was right. 10. Still it's so scary. scary. And I was afraid I'd be bored because slow burns sometimes are too slow for me. <laughs> right. That's why I was surprised. Yeah. This is a very slow burn of a movie, mm-hmm. but which I like. Yeah. So I was happy. Um, and like once it ramps up and you get like the flaming banister, I'm like, I need a minute. Like I need yeah, to it, like. It really gets wild. Yeah. And so like I know that I want to watch it again. Yeah. If only for the last half hour. Like I'll right. watch the whole ding ding thing. But like. I yeah. want to see the last, like, 30 minutes again. It's a good length, too. It knows yeah. when to end. Yeah. It knew when to be like, we're done. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. That's a good, that's yeah. a good one. So, I, sound design was something we didn't talk about much, yeah. but it is great. Yeah. They knew when silence was important. They mm-hmm. knew when it wasn't. So, yeah. I was like, oh, I appreciate that. Big and the fan. music, beautiful. Makes sense. He's Gorgeous. a composer. Yeah. So, yeah, that's good. Yeah, so nine total wet balls. Nine total wet balls. Which is a solid number of That's wet a balls. solid number. <laughs> um, yeah. So, that wraps up our discussion of the changeling. I think so. If you enjoyed your time with us, we would really appreciate it if you'd rate and review on Apple Podcasts. That helps other people find our show. It's also cool to see what you say. You can rate and review anywhere, but that's the one that helps. I don't know why, but yeah. Just <laughs> to say. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Just Go With It. And every week we'll post the movie that we're doing this mm-hmm. week, usually on Wednesdays. I posted it today. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> you can also check out our extended show notes on our website, JustGoWithItPod.com. Or maybe even take a look at our Patreon at patreon.com slash it. And we're actually doing our horror game live stream this yeah. weekend. Yeah. I'm so excited. I'm really excited. Uh, and we'd like to take this opportunity to thank our patrons. Kim, Kelly, Nihar, Will, Rachel, Kelsey, Sula, Tim, Beth, Kayla, Meg, Katie, Morgan, Brady, Kenny, Janice, and Brian. Woo! Love them. So excited. The intro and outro music was created by Anthony Roccozella. And the cover art, it's by our very own Nikki Solomon. My art! <laughs> My art! You're going, what am I going to say? And I'm like, I'm going to do that. That's what I'm going to do. (laughs) Nikki, the well. (laughs) I love you, Joseph, you little freak. (laughs) (laughs) I like to think he has a totally normal voice. But just for that, he was like, I'll ramp it up. I'll do something special. He's like, hold on, but what if I did this? And they're like, Joseph, you scamp. And they're like, oh my God. (laughs) Classic Joseph. squeak on command.